Athlete Podcast back again. Joey Joni, how you doing, bud? How's everything going? I'm good. It's it's nice to reconnect with you, man. It's it's weird how the wrestling world works. You know? No, it's very small. <laughs> it does that too. But what I've realized, what I've realized is the people who truly love wrestling are always in it. Yeah. And wrestling kind of weeds itself out, like for better or for worse. If I'm going to be honest about it, Joey, Uh, Uh, that's another conversation for a different time. For sure. Um, Okay. So we, like you said, we did reconnect and we reconnected uh, at Fargo a little bit. I, we, we kind of went back and forth a little bit on Instagram before that, but um, we did reconnect in Fargo. Um, You got some stuff that you're doing. And before we even get to what you're doing in Nevada, let's, Find out how you got there. So you and I know each other since you were a baby in in yeah. New Jersey and Brick. Um, and, and and how did you get from New Jersey wrestling to out in Nevada? Well, it wasn't really intentional to, to do any wrestling out here. Um, after my college career ended, I was I was pretty bitter at the sport. There was a time where I was not happy with anything wrestling related. Um, I, I didn't want to be involved at all with anything with wrestling. Um, I coached college for a year after my senior year, and I I couldn't – I enjoyed it because I was coaching my friends, but I couldn't, like, enjoy the wrestling part. So I mm-hmm. left New Jersey because um, I just wanted to get a fresh start. I was young. Um, wanted to see something new for a couple of years, and uh, my aunt is uh, – a uh, she owns a couple of businesses out here. She owns a Pilates studio or a bunch of them. And one of her clients is a principal and I went to school to be a teacher. So she's like, Hey, you know, um, my, one of my friends is hiring. So I did an interview in, in the car and I had my two friends in the back and we were on our way to lifeguard. Yeah. So I thought it was, you know, she told me it was, um, uh, it would be nine o'clock like but it was nine o'clock for them so i'm driving like back because time zones are tricky yes i'm back driving back from lunch getting ready i got you know the zinc on my face and all that stuff and uh i get this phone call i'm like all right you guys need to be quiet for a sec like i'm trying to (laughs) and then uh an hour later on my break i got a text saying i got the job and i just moved i moved 17 days later 16 17 days later it was like like i just called my mom like that yeah, I called my mom and I was like, hey, I need to get out of here. Like, I just want to do something for a year. And then uh, I called my girlfriend at the time. I was like, I'm I'm leaving. And I told her I had an interview, but I didn't tell her like where it was or anything like that. So, <laughs> yeah, you just go. So that's how I ended up here. That's, I first of all, I love that. I did yeah. the same thing, only I didn't have a job where I was going. I was just like, yeah, my dad's like, where are you going? I'm like, uh, that way. I don't know. Yeah. Um, all right let's talk about the bitterness right yeah where did that come from do you think like because it's not because it's so common it's so freaking common dude especially right after college like dude i can tell you right now there's been about there's been a 24 month period in my life where i i wasn't on a wrestling mat consistently and it was right after college I, I like I hated this. No, I don't want to say I hated this war. Yeah, bitter is probably the best way to put it. I think. But where did your bitterness come from? Um, there's a lot of things. Um, just the way my career went. Like, I think it stems back from high school. I was always freaking hurt. Mm-hmm. I was always hurt. Like, couldn't had to default out of my junior and senior year. In Jersey states, which is like you know the mecca of wrestling back east. At least when you're when you grow up in New Jersey, the only thing you think about is a Jersey state title. And the one year I was a two seed, I break my collarbone, like first first match, that sucked. You know, senior year, um, I placed that Super Thirty Two right before, and then the first match of the season, uh, I broke my elbow, I tore my UCL, and it was just that just turned into this like whole thing. So I didn't like, like, I didn't get like the, the opportunities I wanted in high school. So I was like, all right, maybe in college, you know, I'll, I'll get my, I'll, I'll get even with myself. So I put in a lot of work. I, I, I trained more than your average kid. And 
I did so in a, a different way where I didn't just keep showing up the shore thing. Like I was actively going to camps. I remember when we went to like Fretwells, you know, mm-hmm. like way back in the day. And I was like mm-hmm. on the road, I, I would give up like a month of my summer just for camps, like camp after camp after camp. And I'm like trying to get better, just trying to, you know, do anything I, to get better, anything. And I'm just, I'm just not seeing it, you know, like I'm just getting hurt and like cutting too much weight and this, that, and the other. And it's just not, doing well so i go to lock haven um tried going to Rutgers and didn't get in because i thought wrestling would get me in anywhere i wanted to little did i know you needed somewhat of a good gpa um so pollard called me he's like i can't get you in so i go to lock haven lock haven gave me money to go there they gave me an academic scholarship <laughs> so I, feel, I filled out my application in crayon it's cool yeah, right and they're like hey we'll take you. you're smart man so <laughs> I went to Lock Haven. Um, I didn't fit in there. Um, I think Scott Moore does a great job with his program. You know, he gave me an opportunity to do what I love on on the highest level. But I I did not fit in with that program. Um, And that's okay. Like, part of success in college is fitting into the right system and to the right program and to the right coaching staff and to all this stuff. And I just, I didn't fit in. So I quit. I was the starting 33 pounder my junior year. I'd never redshirted. Um, and I quit in December. I, I was cutting close to 30 pounds to make 33. And there was a conversation that had happened and you know, I thought that was going to be the direction I had to go, and I did it because I wanted to succeed. And I lost my mind. I like literally like lost touch of reality when I was making like thirty three, like cutting. There's, you know, I can go into like so many instances where like I just lost myself, and then I quit. And then now, like wrestling was like my identity for like my whole life, and now I don't have it. And now I'm stuck in Lock, a Jersey boy stuck in Lock Haven, Pennsylvania, doing nothing. And I could care for, less. For, for scope, Joel, it is a one horse town. Yes. Like if, if the, if the, if like Lock Haven, PA is, man, I don't even, I don't even know what to, exp- like how to explain it to somebody from the West Coast. It is like rural in, PA is a different kind of rural. Just yeah. we'll leave it there. How about that? It's like driving down the Fresno, like one of those towns <laughs> that you like get off at. That's one of them. I don't even know what the towns are called. Pick one mm-hmm. on the way to Fresno. That's it. Right. So the only thing to do when you're not wrestling is to go to class and do things that you're probably not supposed to be doing. And I got mm-hmm. really caught up in that. And to the point where I needed to get out, like where I was like, my life is not heading down a path that I feel comfortable with. And my parents were concerned and my brothers were concerned and everyone was concerned. And I was, I was even concerned. I was like, damn, this is bad. Mind you, there was nine other kids that year that quit. So we had like a little militia just running around, right? trying to find stuff to do. Yeah, and I idle just, hands, dude. You give you give wrestlers who have never had a winter off in their lives, yo, in their lives, yo. Think about that. I didn't. Ha- I didn't. I don't. I can remember the first Thanksgiving I had after I stopped competing. Yeah, and like it was different. I went hard. Yeah. I probably gained thirty. Like so, it's just like people don't understand that when you like you said you take that away well i gotta fill that hole with something probably gonna be booze yeah pretty sure you're in lock haven pennsylvania there's nothing to do in the winter right you can't even do anything in the summer really so besides wrestle and now i'm not wrestling and i'm 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 like part of my part of my like madness was like or like my bitterness was like at myself where i'm like how did i get to this point like Mm. How am I, how am I waking up on a Wednesday, not having anything on my agenda, skipping all my classes and not wrestling like in Lock Haven, Pennsylvania, what am I doing? Mm. What am I doing? Well, 
just having that type of reflective thought is probably half the battle of getting out of it though oh, you understand yeah. that right yeah. like because i was probably doing the same thing in syracuse new york which is equally as shitty a town if you ask me right. um and, and you know i my shoulders out i'm i'm done wrestling right and i'm just sitting there not going to class and not thinking anything about it yeah and i took those those poor habits and i brought them back down to jersey when i when i was done with school right. so yeah yeah having those thoughts though is way important yeah so then i i like had like this like this like thought in my head um where i was like i think i need to get back on the mat just by seeing where my life was going at that point like just taking wrestling away was like i was going down a, a, like the wrong path very 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 fast mm -hmm. and i had this moment where it's like i either need to find help because obviously something up here is not okay or I need to get back on the mat because that's just going to be my my therapy. And I stuck with, you know, the thing I knew more than the thing I didn't know. So I called my mom. It might have been my dad. It might have been both of them at the same time because they they wanted to talk to me at the same time. So every time I talked to them, it, was, it turned into like this intervention, making sure I was okay. And it had been known that I was leaving Lock Haven anyway. Like I was I was going to be gone. And I was like, hey, I need to get back on the mat. Like, my life's not okay. Like, finally, we've been we've been waiting for this, you know, thank God. So <laughs> I get back on. The, so we start looking at schools. But Lockhaven at the time had a little bit of a reputation. The kids that quit had a little bit of a reputation. There's there's nine of us. And they know that we're not doing the right things. Like mm -hmm. they, they know they they it's That's not stupid. Hard. Yeah, it's 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 such a small town, it's how it's impossible not to know. Yeah. And now you have like people all over the state coming to watch lock haven matches and they're going to the bar after and i'm sitting there already having been there not going to the match and they oh you were the 33 pounder like a month ago what are you doing here you look like you're 170 pounds uh, yeah i am <laughs> how much i actually like, yeah i am so you are not far off sir <laughs> yeah so when i wanted to transfer I could not get a school to buy into me for anything, sure. for anything. So the my dad made a phone call to his best friend. He, his name's Eric Walker. He's the head coach of Elizabethtown College. It's a small D3 school with 2,000 kids there. It's a private Lancaster school. Lancaster PA. Yeah, Lancaster. Great school. Hard mm, school. Smells like dog shit or cow shit, literally. Yeah, the entire, or, the entire or, or town. Hershey's. Yeah. Or Hershey. Yeah, like, that's like, true. But, yeah. depending where the wind's going. Yeah. So I go there. It's a nice school. It is. There, the year that I went there, they were two and thirteen. Yeah. And this is my only option. This is. <laughs> so we sat down at this like visit, and he goes, you know, it's me, my dad, and Coach Walker, and uh, he goes, I know what you're up to, and if I find out that you're doing the same things here, you're out. You're like, I'm not giving you a second chance. You're like, I, I cannot be your babysitter. You're 22. Like, I'm done. So now I'm on this like last chance thing at a two and 13 school where the best kid within two weight classes of me went like two and 18. So I'm like, oh my. So I go to the school the next year because I need it out. Mm. And they're like, was like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to try. I'm going to, I'm going to do this. Like, I'm, I'm going to do everything the right way. Like, I cut corners at Lockhaven all the time. I cut corners. I didn't cut corners in high school as much. I cut corners in Lock. I'm, what is it? What is it going to look like if I actually try my best? So I had that like thing, and I tried my hardest for a year. Um, found like I love wrestling again, and like, but I didn't like actually love it. I think I was just so mad. I was so mad at what had happened at myself, at the situation, everything that I was just beating the beating the shit out of these kids these mm. poor kids that anyone that came on the mat i was dogging them like half getting in fist fights at the end of each match <laughs> i'm like and and I, right and there's the bitterness right there's the bitterness bitter. i'm so yeah. mad they have they have coaches standing next to me in the weigh-in line because i'm talking shit to the kid that i'm about to wrestle 
I'm so I'm so mad. I'm so yeah. mad. Yeah. So Not great. I, I did everything I, I, I needed to do. I, I, I finally bought in for the first time in my life and I took fourth at NCAAs. I lost to a true freshman in the semifinals. And I remember getting off the mat, throwing my shoes out, throwing my headgear out, and I'm like, I am done. I am so done. That took every bit of me to, to do every, like to leave my senior years, lose, lose a whole year of, of credits, going to the brink of damn near like, who knows what path insanity let's just call it insanity right insanity and now <clears throat> i just took fourth that's it that's it like i'm i'm staying on the podium like this is the worst day of my life and still my parents are like crying happy you know my coaches are like oh my god like you pulled yourself out of the gutter and i'm like this is it this is all i worked for yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't want this. So I I finished my senior year. Coach Walker put me on the coaching staff because he knew if I had an idle time, whatever would happen. And I just, I just needed, ain't good. Yeah, I, need, I just needed to finish off strong. But what was cool is I was still a student. So I was down as an actual assistant coach, not grad assistant. Mm -hmm. So that made my resume look a little bit better. And then sure. – uh, I coached. I liked it because I liked coaching my friends, but I didn't like the wrestling part. And I left, and that's that's how I stopped. That's that was where my bitter. It was, it was crazy. Yeah. Okay. For me, I'm gonna be selfish here for a second. I had a very similar experience. I didn't quite put it on the nose as much. I did. I couldn't. I wasn't fist fighting, but I was definitely boozing too much. I was definitely in the bars way too much. Um. When I started, it, it took it took someone else, my coach, my high school coach. I was back in I was back in Jersey. I was up to no good. I was hanging out at my buddy's bar, which means free drinks all night, and it was just it was just wasn't a good scene. Um, but it took my high school coach, like begging me to come to their. Uh, you know, whatever their, their version of like the holiday tournament is like, I know Memorial has a huge, uh, the Mustang classic or something like that. Right. Yeah. But, but Edison had one that was much smaller. We called it the ghetto classic. Um, but <laughs> it was hood. It was super hood. <laughs> but anyway, he just, just begged me to come. And then they had like the youth tournament the next day. He's like, well, just come to the youth tournament at least just, you know, these kids, you know, would love to see it. I said, okay, it's, it's no problem. And that's how I got back into the sport. That was my, my gateway back into the sport. Was there something similar? Was there someone similar that, that kind of implored you? Yeah. Um, it was my little brother. Really? Yeah. What did he have to say to you? Um, it was bad. <laughs> my little brother was like fourth in the country. Um, and he was like, I can't look up to you. Oof. Oof. Yeah. How'd that feel? Horrible. How did he bring that up? How did that how did that come up? How would how did that conversation even go? Um I was drunk and we decided to do best of three takedowns in my basement because we had wrestling mats. And he took me down three times in like a minute. <laughs> it's so bad. It was so bad. Yeah, I was I was so mad. I was so mad. And uh, I was just like going there. And he was like fourth in the country. And I, I went home to like during winter break to like help him out. And I like really went into the room like twice. I like couldn't get myself to go in the room. And he's like, how am I supposed to look up to you? Mm. That was bad. That was really bad. Hmm. And then... Okay, so that is obviously setting, yeah, a, a very different trajectory in your brain. But how does it start? Do you stop? Do you stop drinking completely? Yeah, you, really? Well, not really. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't think. Okay, so I'll go on the record. I don't think I had a drinking problem because right. I could stop whenever I wanted to. Right. I didn't want to because I was bored. Right. There's a huge difference. Like I didn't need it to to get through my everyday life. Mm -hmm. I needed it because I was bored. So mm -hmm. 
I went home and uh, that like hit me. I was like, damn, like that sucks. Still hits me to this day where I'm like, oh, it's like one of those things where you're like, it's like a knife in my heart, like sucks. Mm-hmm. And he just committed to go to UPenn at the time. So I went home and uh, I just wanted like a totally like reset. I haven't been home for a Jersey summer in like ever. I never enjoyed a summer where I didn't have to wrestle, yeah. you know, and like where I had just like time to do whatever I want. Like I didn't have any camps on the agenda. I had nothing on the agenda. So that was nice. So um, I went and uh, I went home and I lifeguarded at the beach and it was a bunch of wrestlers that like wrestled E3, mm-hmm. like 82% of the people or 80% of the kids that were on this lifeguarding staff, I've wrestled in college or wrestled in high school. Did you, and, did you, did you work with a cone? Uh, when I went home? Yeah. No, but, oh, I worked with him, but he didn't like work me out. Okay. Like, right. he was That's a, what he, I meant. As a yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, um, he uh so all these kids like wrestle at TCM. That's, hey, by they, the way, that's super inside Jersey. Uh Dana Cohn, head coach at Brick Memorial at the time, um, ran a lifeguard stand in at Jenks in Pleasant. Is that correct? Yeah, Jenks, Point Pleasant. Yeah, sorry. That's yeah. I, I realize now that Joel's sitting there like, who's a cone? What is Jenks? What are you talking about? Yeah. So Two-time we're going a little inside baseball, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Two time Jersey coach of the year. He was my high school coach. Yeah, um, dude, just yeah, so I went home. I I worked for them where I was around a bunch of wrestlers that like are living this lifestyle of being on the beach all day, but then you know are also getting workouts in. So there's this kid Brian Budzik. He won nationals the year after I all American. So he's training, and I see him training. He's the same weight class as me, and we're about to wrestle in D three together. So I'm in my head. I'm like, dude. If I don't get back on the mat, this kid, I, I'm watching him go for a run on his lunch break. I got to go for a run, a run on my lunch break. So that's where it started. Like, I snapped back into reality where I'm sitting next to this kid who I'm about to wrestle for eight hours. Like, and we're talking about wrestling and we're talking about training. He's like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm getting into the room tonight. At, he went to Triumph. I'm going to Triumph tonight. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to Shore Thing. You, like and I had no intentions of doing that. That was not now. <laughs> so now I'm like, okay, like let's. I got to do it. Like I am sitting next to this kid. I might be wrestling in a couple months. So that's how I started like training again. Was because I couldn't like sit next to a kid I was about to wrestle, and he, he's he's training. I haven't been on the mat since January. It's June, July. So that freaked me out. So that's. That's how it started happening, and then it slowly transitioned to once I got to E Town, it was it was game on, it was game on. Like I was I was in the room every day doing something. I would I would uh, drive to UPenn once or twice a week to practice with my brother mm-hmm. like, at, at Penn RTC, mm-hmm. um, and that was like two hours each way, an hour and a half each way. So and then I would go to Bucknell every once in a while because my workout partner at Lock Haven, he was the assistant coach Dan Neff. He mm-hmm. went to Bucknell, so I would drive up to Buck. That was two hours each way. Um, so I was like just driving around trying to find workout partners. So that's how. And I then, <clears throat> so all right. So you take a, a teaching job in Nevada. Yeah. And then a club falls in your lap. Yeah, that was kind of wild. Right, let's talk about it, man. How'd that happen? Um, so Fretwell hit me up, uh, Cliff Fretwell. And mm-hmm. he's like, hey, my buddy Josh Nolan is starting a club in, in Reno. I might have the text still where I'm pretty sure I said to him, I was like, hey, I'm I'm good on coaching wrestling right now. I just need some time. And I'm sitting in. He tried to get out. Yeah, I'm like, I'm good. I'm like, and in my head, I'm like, why is this happening to me? Like, just following me. So I had started doing jiu-jitsu a little bit just to do something. But I was living with my aunt in my aunt's guest room for the first like four or five months I was in Reno and I was bored. I didn't have any friends. I didn't know anyone here. There was a lot of days where I just came home for work and just sat in the room. Like, and cause they travel a bunch. Like they have this mm-hmm. like van like that. They like go places. So it might've been December by the time I like kind of gave in where I texted 
Josh. And I was like, Hey man, my name's Joey. I'm, you know, I'm all American. I would love to help you out. And he didn't believe that I was like an all American or anything. Cause he apparently had a bunch of people who were like, yeah, I wrestled in college and they showed up and they're like 500 pounds and didn't know how, like how to tie wrestling shoes. Like, so I show up to Starbucks on my lunch break at when I was teaching and I'm looking for this dude and he's sitting there with his like one-year-old at the time on his lap with a team USA hat. And I'm like, all right, that's the dude. So we sit down, we start chopping it up. And by the end of it, he's like, all right, come in next Tuesday. All right. <laughs> I'm back in. So I show up and I'm like, all right, we're, like, do you have a room? It's like, no, you know, like, we're just doing it out of a cafeteria. I'm like, okay. How many kids you got? Like 50? Like 10? And he lied to me. You can ask Josh. <laughs> he had six. Yeah, like six or seven. And that are registered, not even showed up. So I show up to this gym and there's like, in this high school with like these like cafeteria tables everywhere and there's three like little 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 kids that showed up and actually one of them is still with me he's in eighth grade now which is kind of cool but i'm like this is what i'm doing mm -hmm. i was like dude this is this sucks. again again for 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 scope for reference there's a wrestling school every 20 15 miles in new jersey and oh. they're all pretty packed like you can go to short thing at any day of the week and there's 70 kids that show up seven zero and yep. like that is not on like that's a pretty big one for sure but there's definitely 25 kids in every room definitely Easy. you Easy. know and that's uh -huh. so yeah go ahead so i start helping this dude out and i had nothing else going on on thursdays so I didn't even I didn't even have an excuse to like say no because I would just be sitting in my aunt's house. So I did it. <laughs> it's it's did either it. this or I stare at four walls. I do and and or like yeah and I like yeah. So I did it and then he's giving me this pri these privates. I don't want to wrestle these kids because they're high school kids and they don't know how to wrestle. Yeah. Like I'm I'm teaching a senior in in high school how to hit a penetration shot. And it's painful. And every time you roll up this mat, you have to put the cafeteria tables back to where they are. Yeah. So it became more work. And I was like, this isn't even worth the like $40 that I was charging to show. Like, I don't even want to go in, but I kept doing it because I, I had literally no excuse to not go. Right. So after a couple of, it might have been a year. Eh, yeah, I would say a year and a half. Josh calls me. He, he, he's, we started growing a little bit um covid hit so like there wasn't it wasn't a crazy amount of kids that showed up like on wednesdays there'd be like 40 kids but like every other day because day, we were the only show in town that was open like everything was closed but every other day was like 10. Okay. Like, it wasn't crazy um so fretwell comes into town we go out to dinner and cliff's like cliff's cliff but he's like him and Josh are like acting weird, like together, like they're talking, but they're like kind of quiet after and like looking at me a little and like still like would have a conversation. I noticed like the vibes are off. Cliff leaves the next day and uh, Josh calls me. I'm like, that's weird. I'm like, I was just, is he firing me? I'm like, well, he doesn't have anyone else, so he can't fire me. So I answer and he's like, hey man, this is exactly what he said. Hey man, uh, I just got offered the head coaching job at Compound. I'm out in a month. Do you want the club? And I was like, what? And he's like, do you want the club? And in my head, I'm like, is he trying to see if I would like stab him in the back and try to take over? So I'm like, no, I don't want it. I don't want it at all. And I really didn't. I didn't want to deal with it i was teaching but i was going into like i was going to try to get into the fire academy because i hated teaching he goes all right call me back when you stop being a bitch and he hangs up <laughs> and i'm driving back from this pool that i went to hang out with my friend and i didn't even turn on music i'm like what i'm like all right so I call him back are you being serious 
He's like, yeah, I'm out, bro. Like, do you want the club or not? Um, I don't know. And he just hangs up again. And I'm like, oh, my God. So I call my mom, and I'm like, Josh just offered me a club. And she's like, what? I'm like, yeah. And she like, I forget what she said. But then my girlfriend, that's my girlfriend right now, is like, you should take it. This is your way out of teaching. And in New Jersey, like, they're, everyone works a second job. So, like, I've never seen someone be a full-time coach. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, all right. So I called Josh back. Hey, I'm in. This is like an hour later. He goes, I knew you'd be in. You know, I knew you weren't a bitch, whatever, this, that, the other. Cool. Come in. You're going to start running all these practices. So he goes to Fargo with the kids and then come back. And the month is not a lot of time to like prepare for like being a business owner and to run a club and all that stuff. Like mm -hmm. at the time, I'm still 25. Like I, I still don't really know like what's going on. So I had three kids when I first started off. One kid, he's a heavyweight at Cal Poly now. Okay. Pinker? Huh? No, uh, his name's uh, Nate Glass. Okay. Okay. Tall kid. He's like mm -hmm. six, eight. Um, this other kid, Carter Tate, he wrestles at Cornell now. Mm -hmm. um, and then this girl, Selena Cook, she uh, wrestles at Colorado Mesa now. I had three kids sign up. And they were all different weight classes, different sizes. Carter's a 33-pounder. Nate's a heavyweight. Selena's a, a, you know, she's 145 or something. And I'm like, how the hell am I going to run this? I don't even know how to run, like, the billing like to get money. And at that time, Josh was only charging $75 a month for four mm -hmm. days a week. So I'm subleasing out of this like jujitsu gym. And like, it wasn't even one, it was two. So like one, like one day a week, I would have to go up here in Sparks. And the other day we got to go all the way down in Reno, like the other way. Mm -hmm. And I'm like trying to run this. And after a while, I just started, Carter had, uh, one of the kids had a, a wrestling room in his garage. So, and I realized they can't like go with each other. So they would just like come in the garage and I would just do privates with all, all three. Like that was their practice. Mm -hmm. I'm wrestling for three hours. I'm like, dude, this is horrible. I'm losing so much money. I'm losing so much time. I'm still not good at teaching. It's only like my second year. So I'm like, my principal's calling me and like, what are you doing? Like you're falling behind on stuff. I'm like, I, I don't know what I'm doing. So that's where it fell on my lap. Now I like going into year three i have last year we hit 91 kids um so like within a year we we grew you know 88 kids or whatever it is mm -hmm. and i have my own facility it is my full-time job but it was a process getting there man it's mm -hmm. you don't have to tell me i remember it well um what was the one thing <clears throat> what was the one thing that running a wrestling club surprised you with meaning what was the hardest thing or most difficult thing for you to kind of get over and maybe it's more specific to reno maybe it's yeah. maybe it's not um but but there there was a couple things that like i can remember going well i didn't think that was going to be so hard or, you know trying to justify that i'm worth money mm -hmm. my time is worth money like i had a parent tell me one time what are you going to pay your student loans off with that money it's like well, why does it, why does it, one, why does it matter what I charge? What I charge is what I charge. Mm -hmm. But two, like, I'm an all-American. Like, and it doesn't matter if I make money off this or not. This is my time. So, like, trying yeah. to justify, like, because in Reno, they had this, like, free club before I was here. So, before Josh, really, Josh was the first club that wasn't a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. so people like castrated like they hated him they're like you're making money off teaching wrestling oh my god mm -hmm. and josh and like i'm like that it was just such a weird concept yeah i'm making money off of it to this day i still fight it because there's really only one other there's two other clubs in town and they're both nonprofits. and mm -hmm. i came out and i just made myself an llc i'm like hey i'm a for-profit business Mm -hmm. I make money off of this. I paid thousands of dollars to know what I know mm -hmm. to teach your kid 
why do I need to just, that was hard. That was really hard, especially here. And you're still fighting it. Still fighting it to this day where I'm charging 140 a month. I have myself in there who's not American. My buddy from Lock Haven just moved next door. We live in a duplex. Mm-hmm. He moved in. He had a couple life changes. He moved in. And he's a three-time Division One NCAA qualifier from Lock Haven. And we're running this. And people are like, you charge 140 Oh, my God. They charge 50 bucks. It's like, all right, go there then. Right. And after a while, like, my aunt was like, hey, you got to put your foot down. Like, because I tried to, like, be nice to everyone. Yeah. And like, she's like, hey, you just got to put your foot down and be like, yo, this, yeah, this is what I charge. Yeah. If you don't like it, there's other places in town I'll refer you to. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah, yeah that's um, that's a real conversation. And the more times you have them, the easier they get. It's yeah. just, it's a, it's a very simple equation. Um, that, <clears throat> while it wasn't overwhelmingly, um, it wasn't the case so much in New Jersey where we grew up because Ernie Monaco started the Edge School of Wrestling in 1984, 86, or something like that. So he was really the, the person that had that conversation more than any of us. It was, it is, you know, I do do club or camps and stuff around the country and it's pretty, it's not as uncommon as I thought it was right in Iowa, in places like Oklahoma and like in wrestling hotbeds, it is, it is a conversation that has to happen way more than I thought it would in 2023. So is this, is it, is it wrestling's fault? that we do a terrible job of asking for money. I I don't know. I, I don't know if that's it. I think it depends on where you are in the country. Mm-hmm. I think people fork money over to Siebel and Askren and all those dudes easily. They yeah. only twice. Yeah. But we're a place like Reno, Nevada, you know, where it's if people don't know Reno, it's just a it's just a valley of two towns. It's Reno and Sparks. Mm-hmm. There's like 200,000 people to 250,000 people. And wrestling is not big. Like they don't wrestle here, like mm-hmm. all year round. There's a, there's a select few. So I don't think it's wrestling's fault. Um, but what's weird to me is that people will gladly pay like $300 a month for two days a week in like gymnastics. I so guess is it is. like is it like wrestling's demographic? I don't know because I also think the wrestling demographic of the West compared to the East is different. Okay, you think so too, Joel? You you seem to be agreeing with that. Do you do you think that it is a regional thing? I think it's definitely regional. I mean, I think it's also priorities too. Like the same people who don't want to pay a hundred dollars for or hundred fifty dollars for a wrestling club will happily go out and buy a pair of Yeezys for their kid that they'll throw away in six months because the kid grows out of it. Hmm. Prioritization. I heard this at Fargo too. Passing, by the way. Like, wasn't part of his conversation. Hmm. Uh, It was a California coach. I don't remember who said it. Wrestling on the West is a poor man's sport. Wrestling on the East is a rich man's sport. And Hmm. I thought about that, and I'm like, Kinda. It's tough. I can tell you right now that um, if you really want to be successful in this sport, it's a monetary commitment. If your kid is in it, Uh, my son's in it right now. He's in it. It's not cheap. We're going to friggin' journeyman. You know, uh, that's a. $2,500 $2,500 trip, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, you, we're going good. You understand that though. There's, there's parents that don't understand what being number one in the country looks takes, like. What it takes. Right, 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 right. There's, I, I got three phone calls this week about sign, kids getting, trying to get signed up where parents told me three times just this week, you guys do this all year round. <laughs> Yeah. These are like high school parents that are trying to get their kid in. That's juniors. Like they don't, you, you understand that mm-hmm. and to be good. 
your parents have to understand that yeah parents play such an important role in development and being good like you have to understand where you want to be sure or where you want your kid to be how much of that do you think is on club owners and coaches to set expectations well that's a Use coaches sure yeah that's a culture thing too. Chase mm-hmm. Bammy's huge on culture. I talk to him about that stuff all the time. You set the culture right when they're young, you, they understand it when they're older. You get a kid that comes in who's a eighth grade freshman, sophomore, like I want to be number one in the country. Mm. <laughs> Do you? Oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> you Nashawn, you Nashawn Garrett? Yeah. Mm, probably not. So mm. it, it's very much so a culture thing. Very much so. That's that's Chase Pammy to the T. Yeah, no, we we spoke to Chase about that specifically. Um, yeah, the 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 expectation um, from all parties involved, all parties involved have to have to match, right? Yeah. You can't have a. Right now, we're dealing with it. Right, we're we're dealing with it because we we are a pretty darn good high school wrestling team here in Poway. It's a pretty good team. Well, guess what? It is really, really tough to tell a kid who just came around away from placing his first time going to Fargo. You ain't going to start this year, kid. You ain't going to start. Send them the Reno. (laughs) 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 But but do you see what I'm saying though? Like, absolutely. but this is the culture that we that we asked for and it's it's certainly awesome but i don't how do i justify now now i have a kid right now who did place in fargo that is a junior i don't i don't see when he ever starts i that is it's so hard for me to say that joey so wild i love him i love this kid i love he works he does the thing, everything right. He's probably going to cut his balls off to make weight this year because it's the only chance he's got of cracking the lineup in a team that I, I expect to be in the top 10 in the country. Yeah, I think everywhere you go, you have a different set of problems. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not bitching. I guess no. I kind of I guess I kind of am, right? But 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 given my problems or yours, I'll take mine. I'll take yours any day of the week too. Where I've, I have to, I have to like sell parents on being like, "Hey, your kid wants to go wrestle in college. He needs to be going to these these tournaments." Yeah, and I have to like, I have to justify that. That's yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, we yeah, because we're used to the other end of the spectrum. No, 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 no. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to wrestle 150 matches a year. Doesn't have to do it. Relax, yeah. relax. Shake, yeah. shake it out a little bit, mom, dad. All right. <laughs> Hey, so we're going to, I got, I got a list of questions that I want to get to, and we're going to start asking these of everyone towards the end of uh, the interview. And you can take your time thinking about them, but not too much time. Okay. All right. So we're going to fire off. Um, oh, I said fire. We, Joel and I have been speaking about what we should call these, these six, seven questions. Um, and the only thing we don't want to call them is rapid fire because it's just way too overused. And yes. you know, all right. So, number one, what wrestling shoe are you wearing right now? Uh, Inflix, Nike Inflix. Okay. Black what is black and silver? Yep. Nike Inflix. Okay. What's the best wrestling shoe of all time? Um, I like my Exos. Really? Yeah, I like my Exos a lot. They're really comfy. one soul. Yep. Really comfy. I like feeling the mat underneath me. Okay. Best form of cardiovascular and exercise. Running. I'm old school. Go really? run. Yep. Go run. Get your road work in. I, I don't think it's as much as like uh cardiovascular thing. It's a, like a mindset thing. Like I went out. I'm glad you, I'm glad you make the distinction. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's good. I like that. Is, okay. Is, is, is there probably a better workout? Absolutely. But like, if I go out and I run every night, like three miles, my mom used to wake me up every morning before school. Uh, it wasn't every morning, probably three times a week. Kind of crazy though. My mom was doing this, like from like my eighth grade year to like my junior senior year, and I'd run three miles with her every morning, like three times a week. Um, and I it wasn't, like, huh? 
I said I don't hate that. I yeah, like that. It was the only time I really got to like talk to my mom during the day during like the season and stuff. So I looked forward to it. We weren't pushing the crazy pace, but every more like when I was like going deep into matches, like I was like, Yeah, I, I run every morning. I'm good here. I've been here. I live here. Five fifteen, yeah. I live in the third period. There so, is something so valuable about building that type of discipline. It really doesn't have much to do with the wrestling or the or even the dude right now um we tuesdays and thursdays in this house you get up two hours before you go to school and they sit and they do homework jack will cold plunge with me he fucking hates it he hates it um but he's building discipline and, and it's paying off dude it's paying off the dude has all a's for the first time in his life ever nice that's dude. awesome Dude, like it's like, whoa, this is so important. Okay, next. Is it more important or is it better to be strong or is it more important or is it better to be flexible? Oh my God. Um, I'm not really strong. I'm pretty flexible though. I think it depends on what your style is. I like, uh, I think flexible. Look at Yanni. Yeah. All look, right. at, look at dudes like that. Like, I mean, you, you do see strong kids win, but like the people who really stick out to me are like the flexible ones that are like fighting off a shot on the line and they're in the full split. And you're like, you're the guy in on the legs. Like now what? <laughs> I got 10 How do I get all the way over there? I wasn't, I wasn't ready for that. I think flexible. Sure. Okay. I like that. I like that. Is it more important to be fast or strong or excuse me, fast or powerful? Fast. Hmm. I'm very, I'm very big into being fast. If you're fast, you don't need to be strong. Okay. okay. I go around you. Okay. What about a better body type for wrestling? Long and lanky or short and squatty? Ooh, that's a hard one. Uh -huh. I, I'm short and squatty, so I'm biased to that. But like, my buddy um, Alex Clucker, he has like the bot, like the body of like mcgregor like 510 and kind of lanky but not skinny right like right, right. kind of filled out a little yeah, bit yeah yeah i get jealous a little bit like i get jealous <laughs> feeling a little jolly that's cool we'll, yeah. be like, we'll be like strapping and he's like he has like his hands locked around my leg where i can't even like touch him yet oh really yeah, yeah like he's, he's hitting me where i can't even touch him yet so like that i get jealous of that sometimes okay all right last one if you had a magic wand and you can change one thing about the sport of wrestling, what would it be? I'm going to get canceled because of this. So be oh, ready. No. oh no. Stop wrestling for your high school. Wait, what do you mean? I don't think high school wrestling is as conducive anymore. Let me, let me, let me, let me phrase oh, that. Wow. Oh, this is good. Jumping. I like let me, this. let me rephrase that. If you're number one in the country, let's just say. How about how about if you're in the top twenty in the country? Sure, that works too. Say you're top twenty in the country. Let's just let's just talk Jersey, okay? All right. I'm wrestling at Brick Memorial. We have a duel with mm -hmm. Tom's River North. Mm -hmm. Okay, who few and far between has good kids. They do, but mm -hmm. and I have to waste not going to club that night. I have to waste cutting weight and not doing my homework and not getting extra workouts in to wrestle a kid who has two left feet and is two and 20. <laughs> it seems like a fucking waste of time when you say it like that. <laughs> then I could be just training for BCD East yeah. or Ironman or something along those lines. Now, I was just talking to my brother about this this morning because I had a feeling this was going to come up. And we had a knockdown drag out. My brother's the head coach of uh, Jackson Liberty right now in Jersey. And he's a high school coach. And I'm a club coach. And we see totally two do totally different like aspects of, of the sport. Mm -hmm. I see he's he's very much so like as a high school coach, you have to be stuck in like what's in front of you and what you're being told to what to do. You have to do what NJSIA says. Mm -hmm. you're, you're going to these dual meets. You're going to these tournaments. You're going to states. For me, I look at wrestling as like endless possibilities. For me, I think you should just be training for for national World, tournaments all World year. championships. Absolutely. Valiant prep. Mm -hmm. 
Valium prep, perfect. They don't, mm-hmm. they don't like train for like little dual meets. Like, I think the PNL is great. I think the PNL is going to change the way wrestling is going to go. I think we're going to see more kids forego high school wrestling because they have these opportunities to, to wrestle. Um, you know, high level competition all year round. And that's it. Yeah. So I think, I think, man, people in Jersey are going to lose it. I, I think you don't have to wrestle for your high school. Like I really don't, I don't see a point if you're that good. I think, how about this? I'll take it a step further. I am pretty surprised. I can remember, and this is, you know, this is going back, but I can remember when Henry Cejudo forego, like, di- didn't go to college and then just went to the OTC. Yeah. I remember going, oh, that's going to be a trend. That's going to be a thing. Yeah. Now, because there is this NIL thing has kind of thrown a bit of a hiccup into that um, because the only way to make money right out of high school in wrestling is to go to college. Um, I still think that that is going to be a more viable option moving forward. And it might not be right away because I think it's going to take some time for this NIL stuff to kind of plateau and then sink a little bit. But man, I, I truly believe that that is a, a very viable option for most people that are are that high level. Where do you draw the line there to say, okay, you're ready to not compete in high school anymore? Um, I think that depends on where you are in the country. I think you, you're okay. Let's, let's take a state like, um, what state has like seven state champs? Georgia. Uh, Georgia Georgia does. Georgia does. has like eight state champs. It's wild. Like, all right, I'm good. And I'm top 20 or teetering it. Uh What's the point? Like, you know, I'm in New Jersey or Pennsylvania and I can run into three kids that are ranked in the country. Maybe it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Or we just get rid of like dual meets and stuff and you just go to like national. Like if your team's that good, like at Del Barton, that's in Del Barton this year. I don't know if you noticed at Fargo had two kids in the Fargo finals wrestling on the stage at the same time. Yeah. Jane and James. And Cross Wesolewski were wrestling at the same time, same high school. It's wild. By the way, neither of them won Jersey States this year. Just want to leave that out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just saying. A little, so bit, have- a little bit of Jersey brag for sure. For sure. So you have that aspect too, where it's like, you know, like these kids are both in the national finals and neither of them won a state title. So they still need it. Right. They like, still need it, but right. like you, you got kids like a, um, uh, let's say like a Aiden Sinclair, mm-hmm. that, that kid from uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin has a million state champs too. Do they? I don't know. They have a few. They have like four or five. No okay. point in wrestling in for your high school, personally. Hmm. That's what I think. All right. Okay. Um, let us get moving here. Joel, you got anything before he goes? No. All right. Where do people find you, Joey? How do they how do they get a hold of you if they, they want to get a hold of you? Silver State Wrestling Academy, eleven eighty five California Ave, Sweet Eye. You know right. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, you guys can hit me up uh, at Joe Gion. Um, I still have like a personal like Instagram. I I don't have like a just coaches Instagram. So at Joe Gion on Instagram or um, Silver State Wrestling Academy on Instagram, or you can go to our website silverstateresslingmb.com. Um, it's a good way to find me or just mm-hmm. out by the room. I'm always in the room. I'm always doing stuff or I'm in my apartment just doing business stuff that I'm trying to figure out. So I love it. Good catching up with you, brother, man. I appreciate yeah. you coming on. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. All right, brother.